0: From KALW in San Francisco, this is Bread and Circus. Do you ever get the impression that the media doesn't take life very seriously? You've probably heard the saying, got to kiss a few frogs before you find your prince, right? Ladies, you're wearing the wrong bra. Because thousands of cucumbers slid all over the highway. Were there any stars in danger? So you want to get a beer without ever getting off the couch, my friends? We're talking about Twinkies. We're here to take you beyond that bread and circus and serve up news that matters. I'm Holly Kernan. Imagine you're poor. Circumstances, maybe an illness or a layoff, have left you dependent on the government for affordable housing. So you sign up for a waiting list, and you and your family wait for years, hoping you'll get lucky someday. Finally, you hear from the Housing Authority and find out that the list was mismanaged, and you have to sign up all over again. That's exactly what happened to thousands of people in August when the Berkeley Housing Authority threw out public housing waiting lists containing about 5,000 names. The reason? The lists were out-of-date, disorganized, and inaccurate. Last week, the Berkeley Housing Authority accepted applications for a new waiting list. New regulations mean only 500 families will actually get onto it this time. And of those, just four will actually get housing now. That's how many of the agency's public housing units are available. KALW's Zoe Corneli has the story.
1: Confusion and frustration have defined the waiting list saga. On the day applications for the new list became available, more than a 1,000 people stood waiting outside the Berkeley Housing Authority office when it opened at 8.30 a.m. One of the would-be tenants is Laquita Osborne. She has a 14-year-old daughter. She's here at the Housing Authority with her friend Tony Mayfield, trying to find out if she's eligible to apply for the new list. Is that for you can't children? apply unless you have three kids? Right, it's only three and four bedrooms. You have to have a large family. So it doesn't, it doesn't apply to for people with two kids? No. Oh. If it's a boy and a girl. Huh? If it's a boy and a girl, like yourself, your son and your daughter or something, you right. can try to apply I don't think it applies to people that have, like, two girls, because it, ju- you should just go ahead and fill it out. Wait, I don't understand, because I have a child. I just have one child. No, no, like- Okay, you wouldn't, you wouldn't apply. Oh. Wow. It's only three and four bedrooms. You have to have a large family. Hmm. Osborne is neatly dressed and wears glasses and tasteful jewelry. Her narrow dreadlocks are dyed blonde. She's managed to maintain a tidy appearance, despite the fact that she's been homeless since 2004. And I'm standing in my van. And I try to get rooms, stay in a motel every now and then when you know I get like some income coming in or someone helps me. Osborne receives about six hundred dollars a month from the state welfare program CalWorks, and she's trying to get disability benefits too. She says she lost her job in two thousand four because she suffered a nervous breakdown. Now her daughter is living with a friend from school. She's under a lot of stress, she's depressed. Because she's not happy where she's at, and she'd rather be with her mom, so I go by and visit her and support her and talk to her and stay um, with her as much as I can. So now Osborne is here at the Berkeley Housing Authority, or BHA, trying to pull her life back together. Since she can't get on the new public housing wait list, she sees only one other option that could help her find a place for herself and her daughter to live, Section 8. She says she applied for an assistance voucher two months ago but hasn't heard back. Housing coordinator Tracy Allen Jackson tells Osborne the housing authority is not accepting new Section 8 applications.
0: What's happening with Section 8? Are you guys, is that That list out? is still closed. Oh, it's it's closed? closed. It was not thrown out. Only the public housing waiting list was thrown out. Okay. Yeah, so that, those people who are on the Section 8 waiting list, mm-hmm. they're still on that list, but it's currently closed. So when new, when new funds come available to issue new vouchers, whose ever name is at the top of the list, mm-hmm. that's how that list works.
1: Oh, okay.
0: But we're not accepting applications for the Section 8 right now, and we don't know when we'll be able to.
1: The city of Berkeley gets money from the Federal Agency Housing and Urban Development, or HUD, to pay for a total of about 1,800 Section 8 vouchers. Right now, those are all taken. The best Laquita Osborne can do is fill out yet another form to find out if she's on that waiting list. they will respond in 10 days. Okay. By now. And she's in a long line. About 900 people are already on Berkeley's Section 8 waiting list. Jackson says none of them will get vouchers until people who are currently in the program get out of it, say by getting higher paying jobs. And Unless, the, of course, they get
0: more money from the government to issue new vouchers.
1: But that's not likely. Federal funding for HUD has been decreasing fairly steadily since the late 1970s. In 1978, the agency received $83 billion, adjusted for inflation. Now that number has dropped to less than $30 billion. BHA's executive director, Tia Ingram, says funding cuts have been hard on her agency. Certainly with the diminishing administrative fees, there are less funds available to to staff and to pay for other operations. Operations like maintaining an accurate database of low-income residents waiting for public housing. When we started looking at the list, that list was produced. It had approximately 5,000. Another staff member said, no, that's not the correct list. This is the list. It had something sufficiently less than 5000 And then the third option was the list that was being maintained by affordable housing associates who were managing the properties. They had yet a third list. We were not able to reconcile those three lists. And so we concluded that the only fair option was to abolish the list and start over. That decision is part of a larger effort to clean up operations at the Housing Authority. In May, the Berkeley City Attorney reported serious deficiencies in the management of the agency, including paying rent for at least 15 dead tenants. HUD threatened to cut off funding for the Housing Authority altogether. The Berkeley City Council, which was in charge of the housing authority at that time, fired the entire staff and set up an independent governing body. HUD is still auditing BHA, but a spokesperson for the federal agency says the management of the housing authority is improving, for instance, by working to eliminate favoritism in the distribution of Section 8 vouchers. These kinds of problems are not unique to Berkeley. Of the country's 4,100 public housing authorities, about 100 have been labeled troubled, and at least 16 have been put into HUD receiverships, which take low-income housing out of local hands as a last resort to improve extremely poor management and or living conditions. Linda Carson is a tenant rights activist based in Oakland. I think it would be an understatement to say that there's a low-income housing crisis going on. We have a disaster happening right now. As HUD's budget decreases, public housing authorities across the country are being forced to curtail their programs and services in order to maintain basic operations and keep up their housing stock. Some housing authorities have looked to other funding sources. For instance, in Santa Clara County, the housing authority owns its own nonprofit housing developments. Most of its budget comes from rent from those projects, not from HUD. But the vast majority of the nation's housing authorities are too small to manage that kind of program. They're completely dependent on HUD funding. So when costs for rent, staff, or utilities go up, there's no protection against financial crisis. Activist Linda Carson says that situation could have dire consequences.
0: When the lowest income
1: tenants no longer are being served by the nonprofit housing organizations or by the public housing authorities across the nation. There's nothing left for them but homelessness, tent cities, prisons, jails. There's no place left to go. It's the end of the road. Back at the Berkeley Housing Authority, hundreds of single, homeless, and disabled people won't be selected for the new public housing wait list. Laquita Osborne knows she and her daughter probably won't get public housing or Section 8. She says she has two things left. Faith and hope. (laughs)
0: Yes, that's all we have.
1: For KALW News,
0: I'm Zoe Corneli in Berkeley. You can hear all of our stories and send us your comments and suggestions at KALW.org. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Holly Kernan. Support for this public radio podcast comes from Vanguard, offering investments designed to help individuals and institutions reach their long-term financial goals. One eight eight eight. Vanguard.